And now, on Prophetic Faith. tuning in to another week's broadcast here at Prophetic Faith. I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, pastor of Excellent Faith Ministries in Tazel, Virginia. Tonight we're going into part two of your right there. I know last week really blessed you and tonight is not going to be any different. This is this message is for those that are tired, that are tired, they're fatigued, they've been enduring all this time and they're ready just to finish this thing and just quit. Now's not the time to quit. As I said last week, now's the time to bear down and give that extra, that last um to receive all that God has for you. Because as Jesus said, those that endure to the end shall be saved. And that, now that's not just talking about eternal salvation. That's talking about victory in every area of your life. Because Jesus said, I come to give you life and life more abundantly. So let's get into this message right now and I'll see you at the end of the program. We judge things before it's appointed time. Now, I'm going to show you this morning, watch this, I'm going to show you how to combat that. Because, see, when you don't have self-control, everything else controls you. Let me say it again. When you don't have self-control, everything else controls you. All you've got to do is go on Facebook for five minutes and you can see many people that are controlled by everything else. They're controlled by the media. They're controlled by this or that. Why? Because they have not learned self-control. Now, the only way, watch this, and I'm going to say this real quickly. The only way that you will ever reach your destination is by self-control. When you learn how to master yourself, I'm not talking about the enemy. I'm not talking about somebody who talked about you. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about you. You see, your greatest enemy is the person that you see in the mirror every day. Watch this. Let me say this. That could be your greatest ally or your greatest enemy. <clears throat> You see, when you learn how to control yourself, when you learn how to master yourself, you can master any circumstance or, or, or situation around you. So you see, this man right here, he judged before it's appointed time. So then guess what happens? You know what that causes you to do every time? That causes you to give up. That causes you to quit. And if there's anything that I want to do in here this morning... And that's, it's this right here. I want to cause you not to quit. I want to cause you not to give up. I want to cause you to keep pushing, to keep driving. Why? Because everybody hold it up for me. You're right there. 
you're right there. You're right there at your breakthrough. You're right there at, your, at everything that you've ever desired in God. So I'm going to tell you again what Paul said. Do not lose heart. Now, let's see right here. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. Second Corinthians 4, 16. I know we got it. I put it on there. Praise God. We got it 16 or 17? All right. All right. Wherefore I beseech you, be you followers of me. Next verse. Verse 17. For this cause I have sent unto you. I don't know why I've got that. Let me go to 2 Corinthians. Yeah, it's 2 Corinthians. My bad, Dave. All right, 2 Corinthians 4, 16. For this cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet our inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works in us a far more exceeding weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And Dave, if you would, while I'm preaching on this, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, if you'd pull that up for me. All right, so look what Paul says right here. He says, let me say it one more time. He says, we faint not. Now, now go, go on a little bit deeper what he says. As a spiritual athlete, Paul was saying, we do not faint. But why? Because we know that we are this close. What did he say? He said, the things that we're going through right now, the situations that we can see all around us, he said they are temporary. They're but for a moment. Now, what did I say one of the tricks of the enemy is? is to try to convince you that you're not any further along. It's going to last forever. Oh, there's never an end to this. There's not an expiration date on this. You're going to go through this trouble all your life. You're going to go through this circumstance all your life. How many can talk to me this morning? That's exactly what he uses. Oh, you're going to keep going through this and keep going through this. Well, Paul said our light afflictions or what we're going through is but for a moment. They're temporary. Now now watch this. He goes on to say, and I hope you got verse 16 up here. It says, our outward man is perishing. Now don't get tripped up on that and think, well, he's talking about now his body's old and decrepit. That's not what he's talking about. If you look it up and you study it in the Greek, the Greek means, it says, it does not mean physical decay, but moral or spiritual corruptness and impurity. So how many knows this morning that your outward man, which is your flesh, is corruptible? Yes, it lacks morality, doesn't it? It lacks purity, doesn't it? So what do we have to do? What did Paul say? And I read it, the scripture to you earlier. He said, I beat my body in, into subjection. In other words, he said, I force it to comply with what I want to do. Now, for most people, it's the opposite. Our body forces us to comply with whatever our body wants to do, right? That's why most of us don't finish the race, don't we? Come on. 
That's why most of us don't finish our workout or whatever. Why? Because we're listening to what our body's saying. But that's not how it's supposed to be, is it? We're, to, we're supposed to tell our body how to feel. So watch this. So when he says our outward man is perishing, he is saying the corruptness of our outward man is diminishing. Now why? Because before we thought that's impossible, right? But how? Somebody say self-control. He said, yet our inward man is renewed day by day. That word in the Greek renewed means it's growing. It's progressing. It's getting stronger. So watch this. The more that my inward man is getting stronger, watch this, the more my outward man is perishing. So watch this. Listen, it's not complicated. It's just exactly like if you're a runner. When you first start running, your outward man is still strong, isn't it? I mean, you may have got one lap and wheezing. Come on. But watch this. As you condition yourself and you condition yourself and you condition yourself, what happened? The less and less your body started to put up a fight against you. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? You see, it's the same thing in our spiritual walk. The more that we feed our spiritual man, the more that we learn self-control in the Holy Ghost, meaning that we are governed by the Spirit and not by our flesh and not by what, what's going on around us, but we are in contact completely and constantly in what God has promised, what God has spoken. When we keep our mindset on that, what happens? We do not get to the place where we begin to faint. Come on. We do not come to the place where we begin to say, you know what, what's the use in this thing? Go back to that picture one more time, Dave. Now, Now go right there. Now look at the top guy. Do you notice something about his face? Now I know we talked about it earlier, but I want you to notice something else. He is what? He's determined and what? what is that by? Being focused. He is focused. Would you, would you agree with me? He's not looking to the left or to the right or down or below so-and-so. No, he is focused. What's he focused on? All that that you see on the right of your screen. Now watch. As long as he keeps his focus on all that over there, he's going to keep chipping away at that dirt. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying this morning? You see, as long as you keep your focus, go to verse 17. Uh, go back to verse 17, Dave. Uh, excuse me, verse 18. Look at verse 18. He says, while we look not at the things which are seen. I know the enemy right now is trying to convince me to quit. He's trying to convince me to throw in the towel. He's trying to prove to me that I've not got anywhere. But I'm not looking at that. Come on, somebody. I'm not looking at that. What am I looking at? What's he saying? He said, but we're looking at things which are not seen. My God. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are are not seen... Uh, Or what? Eternal. Go back to that picture one more time, Brother Dave. Look at that. Now, the man up top is just chipping away. Why? Because he is focused on what is what? But what else? On what is not seen. He can't see it. Oh, y'all not hearing me. He can't see it. 
He cannot physically see it in the natural, can he? Unless he's Superman, he's got x-ray vision. Cheryl's got it. You see, that's what you and I have to do. What has, let me ask you a question. What has God shown you? What has God, what vision has God placed in your spirit? Where do you see yourself being? What do you see yourself doing in Him? I'm telling you right now that if there's ever a time that you need to grab a hold of what you're seeing in God, it's right now. Because you see, you are so close. You're right there. Now, at the guy at the bottom of the screen, why, did he, why is he turned around now and no longer chipping away at it? Because he, is, watch this, because he started to focus on what he's seen. That's all I see is dirt right in front of me every single day. Dirt right in front of me. It never gets any better. I never see anything any different. It's just dirt, always. It's always dirt. And see, somewhere, and I guarantee you, it's at that last little section, somewhere right there, he lost focus on the prize. He lost his focus on his vision. And because he lost the focus of his vision, watch this, it stopped him in the natural. Oh, I could take you to Peter walking on the water. As long as he kept his focus on the word that God told him, come on, he was walking on the water. But the moment that he shifted his focus from the word to the situation, he dropped. So let me go back to verse 18 one more time. This is very important. Don't just skim over this. Read this. We do not look at the things which are seen in front of us, our natural eyes. We don't look at the conditions. We don't look at the circumstances or the situations around us. Because we know, watch this, we know that the enemy can toil and just play with situations around us to try to work our emotions, to try to make us to quit, to try to make us think, oh, you're not getting anywhere. You, you was running all this time for nothing. But we look at the things which are not seen. Not seen where? Here, in the physical. But they're seen where? In the spiritual. They're seen in the heart. That's why he said, don't lose heart. That, do you know that there's a scripture that says uh, that you are enlightened in your heart? So can I tell you that your heart has eyes? And see, what Paul was saying was, is this right here. He says, don't lose sight. Because if you lose sight, you lose the will to go forward. And again, listen, I don't want to brush over this. I want to hit home with this. <clears throat> You're at the place right now where the enemy's trying to convince you that you're starting all over again. Take another lap around. Take another lap around. Take another lap around. How many in here this morning is through taking laps? I'm through going through the same thing over and over and over again. And let me tell you something that will guarantee you to go through it over again is if you turn around now. 
is if you give up now, if you throw your pick on your shoulder and you turn around and say, I'm done with this thing, that's when you begin to start going in circles over and over and over again. You know, I'm reminded, I didn't have the scripture here, but I'm reminded, how many remembers when the Israelites sent over 12 scouts to scout the promised land? And they came back. Now watch this. They were going to scout it out to see what they were getting ready. Somebody say right there. Getting ready to take over. But watch this right here. They seen the enemy. They seen the circumstances. And they said, we're going to die right here. There's no way that we can take this land. These people are as, we are as grasshoppers in their sight. And they just went on and on and on and on. Watch this right here. Go back to that picture, Dave. I'm sorry. They were this guy on the bottom. They were that close to taking the promised land. But watch this. They believed this sly little trick of the enemy. Oh, you thought you were done with it? No, you got to go through a whole lot more battles. And what's that make people do? Give up. My God, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of standing. I'm tired of pushing. I'm tired of driving. But somebody turn to your neighbor and say, this time is different. You're right there. You're right there at your fingertips. And watch this. And watch this. Because they believed what they seen over what God had showed them, even though they were right there, they lost out on it. And I want you to picture this. This is how, this is how uh, sorrowful this is. Are you ready? Now I want you to picture this being the border of the promised land. So what happened after this? God punished them and said, you're going to die in this wilderness. You're going to walk around in it for how many years? Forty years. Until all of you that's under 20 except Joshua and Caleb fall over. And watch this, for 40 years, I want you all to see this now. now. Now picture that the border of the promised land. For 40 years, they would get this close to the promised land. They couldn't go in it, but they would get that close. Now you're talking about sad. How, how many would like to see all that you desired dangled right in front of you, just right there, but you never could reach it over and over and over for 40 years. That's exactly right. It would be terrible. But watch this. You know, so many people have that same, same thing happen to them time and time again. I've seen so many people right on the brink of breakthrough, so close to their promised land, and they give up and they turn around. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't be like that. So what do runners do? What makes them champions? Here's what they do. They block off that feeling that it's never going to end. Is that right? They block off that feeling that it's not worth it. Why? Because they know I'm right there. You see, when you're running or when you're exercising or if you're doing something that's very difficult, you have to block off that feeling. 
What causes you to be a champion? What causes you to win the prize? It's not that you didn't struggle. Uh-uh. It's not that it wasn't hard. No, it's that you blocked that feeling, that urge to give up, that urge to say it's not worth it, that urge to say what's the use, and you kept on going. You see, had that man have blocked that right there, he'd be in diamonds right now. Mm. I got one more scripture to let you think about. Steve, come on up and play the piano. Psalms 27, 13. This is David speaking. He said, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I'm going to say it one more time. He said, I would have fainted. How many has ever felt like that? I would have gave up. I would have said, what's the use? I would have believed the enemy when he said, I haven't gone anywhere. I'm back at the beginning. Had I not believed, to believe is what? To see. Somebody say to believe is to see. Not to see is to believe. To believe is to see. He said, had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. Or should we say it like this? Had I not believed that I would see what I had envisioned in God. That dream that He gave me. That promise that He made me. I would have fainted. I would have gave up because it looked. Somebody say it looked. It just looked as if I wasn't going to make it. It just looked as if there was no end to this thing. It just looked as if, and I promise you, I promise you, the enemy, that, that's the enemy's last hurrah. That's the last thing he's got to use on you. If I can just convince them... <clears throat> Oh, they are so close. If they, if they hit that thing one or two more times, we're in trouble. They are so close. If I could just convince them that their labor is in vain. If I can just convince them that they're not right at the breakthrough, but they're just starting over. Because you see, you can't see those diamonds yet in the natural. You can't see that promise yet manifested. You can't see that dream yet. But somebody turn to your neighbor and say, it's right there. It is right there. Praise God. Now let's look at an athlete for a second. Because an athlete, what they have done over time is that they have trained themselves to fight the urge to quit. Now think about what I'm saying. They have trained, because we all go through it. If you're a runner or some type of athlete or something like that, there's always that moment. And it's usually when you're right there at the finish line where it is the hardest to press on because you feel as if you're starting all over. You're tired, you're worn out, you're fatigued, you're all these things. But what athletes have trained themselves to do is to, have, is to endure to the end. Now, how do they do that? <clears throat> By self-control. And the Bible, you, the Bible teaches you and I about self-control about how we are responsible for controlling our own actions, our thoughts, our speech, everything in our life. Because when we do that, we are training ourselves as athletes do. We're training ourselves that when the enemy says, it's not, it's, there's no use, that you might as well quit, when you feel like spiritually, when your emotions are telling you, throwing the towel, you can't take it no more, 
you know because you've trained yourself this is a lie I'm not gonna believe this because I know that God has equipped me he's given me everything that I need and he has already promised to see me through God does not invest in anything unless he knows that it can succeed now I want you to think about that right there God has invested in you you need to receive that in your spirit and now is not the time to give up because I'm telling you right now if it looks as if nothing is happening you're right there you're right there on the brink of everything that you've been pushing for this entire time now I want to pray for you that again as I prayed last week new viewers are coming in I want to pray that you endure but not only endure but I want to pray that you will learn and let God begin to teach you self-control in every area of your life that is the greatest thing that you can ever master is yourself so let's pray father in the name of Jesus Lord I lift up every person that's watching this program Lord I speak endurance into them I know that your spirit has enabled us to endure to the end we know this but Father, I also pray for self-control, that they will learn to govern themselves. You said you've not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind, self-control. You have equipped us with everything that we need to receive all that you promised us to endure to the end. So Father, we praise you for this. We don't believe what's going on around us, but we believe what you told us. And I thank you for victory. I thank you for triumph for your people in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Now, I want to take this time to tell you that if you're running this race called life and you don't know Jesus, you are severely limited and handicapped. When we have God, the great thing about God is, is that as we go through life, yeah, we have troubles and this and that. But we've got somebody to go through them with us to make sure that not only do we go through them, but that we have victory every time. So if you, I want to tell you right now that Jesus loves you and all you have to do is call upon his name. And the Bible says, they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ask him to come into your heart to forgive you of your sins. And I promise you, he'll meet you right where you are. Faith Partners, thank you again for your continued support, for your continued giving, and just prayers for this ministry. You enabled us to take this vision that God has given us. The vision of this house, of this ministry, is to break the hold of the enemy, to destroy his works off of God's people, and to take back everything that the enemy has stolen from God. That's why we're here. And you help us do that. You help us get this gospel out. So I just want to take this time right now to tell you thank you. And if you would like to become a faith partner, it is very easy. All you have to do, the announcers get ready to come on the screen to tell you how you can come in contact with this ministry. Partner with us. We are good soul. And as you plant the seed, God, which is the Lord of the harvest, will bring you the increase. We love you guys. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you right here next week. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at accelerantfaith.org. 
Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at acceleratefaith.org as well. Jesus, the devil is a liar.